What's up? We're back. Sorry it's been a minute. If you've ever listened to this podcast, I feel like you shouldn't be surprised by this, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, we keep up with it, but do we? Like, we always get to the hallways. Hallways. Holidays. And it's like, eh. Okay. Also, let's just go over a quick rundown of what happened. Last time we podcasted, the next week I went to Tempe to graduate. Uh, Congratulations! By thank the you way. very much for the shout out on our Twitter at pi underscore podcast. Oh, that really wasn't me. That, that was our intern. That was our intern, Skyler. Um, everybody who gave me well wishes. That was awesome. So that happened. You moved in with the lovely Mayor Caroline. Chuck I sure did. In a great house. We do like the parsonage. We call it the parsonage because it's a good spot. That's what it used to be. That's what it used to be. It used to be a parsonage. Um, it's a good spot. Good spot of town. You got great neighbors. Yeah, we do. Which um, is really funny. MC's work. Work. Uh, companion friend partner sure uh I, yeah she lives so a couple doors down so that's been fun for us yeah well, and then and then we've we, got some uh, other friends that, that are our right neighbors as well yeah no it's great it's great um so that happened the holidays kicked around about a week after i got back mm-hmm. uh we both left town we both got back into town and then we both left town again yeah i mean we've been out of town almost since the conference championships we um, haven't really uh been here together at the same time in a few weeks we're going to do a uh uh, like five minute recap of actual college football Mm -hmm. before we do that um i feel like we need to address two elephants in the room one specific to college football one specific to the nfl um the first college football i'm in tempe and i get a text from you and so 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 many other people that uh something really bad is going on with mike leach yeah there weren't a lot of details and then before i knew it before i even came home i mean two days later he's passed away yeah um mike leach was not a perfect dude by any stretch of the imagination there's some really really weird stories about him um but one thing that i always loved about mike leach other than the sound bites which we all loved that Mm -hmm. jade adored as well um was that he was unapologetically himself 100% of the time. Always. I always like that too. And there, that is becoming such a massive rarity, not just with college football coaches, which is very true, right? But with everybody on the planet to just be 100% honestly who you are um, is something that is uh, both scary to a lot of people and ruffles some feathers, I feel like. But at the same time, is really admirable. He would have had some awesome stuff to say about the last few weeks of college football yeah. too, just from from the games that have been insane, and then uh, and just sort of the way that uh, you know, the last few weeks with with transfers and recruiting went. I just I know he would have said something poignant and hilarious, uh, and that would have been fun. But yeah, it was a he he was um, you know, he was a larger than life figure in this sport. Um, he's he's bounced around to a lot of schools, and they became popular because of him. Yeah, Washington um, State got their swagger back because of Mike Leach. Right, Washington State is where they are because of him. Um, Gardner Minshew is where he is because of Mike Leach. He took uh, he took a program that was left in, in a pretty good state from Dan Mullen, but he made it a lot more fun yep. after he got to Mississippi State. Now, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss seeing him on the sidelines, miss playing. You know, Alabama's played in the last couple seasons, so miss playing his teams. And, you know, he's always good for the uh, upset or two every year. Every couple years he has a big one, um, so... Yeah, it's a bummer. It's sad, and it, you know, I hate I hate to see it. I get, my heart goes out to his family, and of course, all For the sure. people that were at uh, that were coached by him and are being coached by him. We're being coached by him, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, he was he was larger than life, and will be uh, sorely missed. Um, gosh, it just feels like we've had just an entire month of just 
weird football happenings, not even just like transfer portal and stuff like that, but just uh, the horror that was Monday night. Yeah, being, that was that was the worst um, thing ever. Demar Hamlin in the Buffalo Bills. Um, he makes a tackle on T. Higgins, gets up, stumbles for a second, then falls and. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. If you're listening to this podcast, you've 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 definitely yeah heard and seen everything. Um, luckily, it came out today that he's you know communicated with the team, and there looks like there's um, not any neurological damage, which is huge. Um, he's able to communicate, which being on a breathing tube with you know down your throat for four or five days, that's incredible. Um, but it's it's really it was terrifying. Yeah. Uh, Shouts out to the Bills and the way they handled it. Extremely ashamed of the NFL for the 4,000th time in a row. But we're going to talk about that at the end of the pod. I don't want to do that right now. I I got bones to pick with the NFL. Um, but We're going to talk about that at the end of the pod, though. Uh, We've got more of an overarching conversation there. I am super stoked. Not not that it happened, obviously, but I'm stoked that from the moment he was taken away off the field, everything has, has been as good of news as you could have hoped. By seeing what we saw, knowing that he was, you know, needed to be resuscitated, needed his heart to be started, know that he was on a breathing tube. The the progress he's made since then is nothing short of remarkable. And that's I'm not even saying that to turn a phrase. It legitimately right. is remarkable. The recovery that he's made so far, the news today being that um, you know, he's he's awake, he's communicating, he's talking, he FaceTime with the team, he's talked to his family, he's been holding their hand, he's been with them. It's not often that you see what happened what happened to him in the days, not in the hours following yeah. these this kind of progress being made. So that says a lot about him as a person, says a lot about the people treating him, says a lot about the people that came on the field in the moments after the injury, uh, or the heart attack, I guess is what it was now, uh the cardiac moment he had. So yeah. um uh, I believe it was committed to a coritis is what it's called, I think. Yeah. Um, Chris Pronger, if you're a hockey fan, Chris Pronger had it happen in the 90s. Um, it, it was just one of those things, and there's there's things that I feel like happen, and they're so monumental that I my first thought is like, oh, my kids are going to ask me, like, what were you doing that night? What was going on? What was that like, right? Like, that will be one of those moments. And what I will say is, it happened. They went to commercial. I didn't know what was going on because I just, oh, I made the tackle and they're in commercial. He he's hurt, and then I came back and they're still in commercial. They're still in ad break, and then they come out and the ambulance is coming on the field. And I had to rewind to find out what happened. I I just it was just the first quarter of a game. I was just sort of settling into it. And um, the thing that I'll always remember is I was up till like three a.m. Tuesday, yeah. just watching ESPN, just waiting for something to come out. And then when nothing was coming out, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be really, really bad. Mm-hmm. This is going to be really bad. So uh, we're, we're both obviously ecstatic that he's made um, leaps and bounds in recovery, and that's miraculous. Um, as bad as my gripes are with the NFL, and we'll, like, again, we'll talk about that at the end of the pod, but there's so much good on the planet, and one of those things that came out of it was his toy drive that he's got. Oh, yeah. That million. was... Like got like I don't know like hundred thousand dollars this year uh-huh. right during the holidays this happens and it was upwards of like four point five million yeah last, last I saw it was three point eight so now yeah. you saw four point five that's um, crazy I mean it's it is massive it is massive and that's just you know that speaks volumes in the new year I don't know about you guys but I like to try and go into the new year with a little bit of positivity that is something you can take away for every time that you think man human beings really suck and this is a really terrible world we live in think of the 
hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people who donated to that charity right after that happened yep. within um, an hour i mean it was yeah within almost hours into the millions um and you know we can we can sit here and dog social media all we want but this event happens in 1998 nothing's happening in that yeah, toy drive that happens because of social media sorry but because of know, the good in people's heart and the things that can come out of life's about perspective and stuff like that you can choose to think that social media sucks and a lot of the time it does but it also does a lot of good so that's where i'll say about that this is a really shut down fullcast said this really well this week, but this is a really weird topic to like transition out of and just be okay. Oh, yeah. But we kind of have to. Yeah, have to. We're happy he's okay. Um, for the most not okay, but he's doing. I better. mean, there's a reason we started the podcast with this and didn't end it. Obviously, I mean, we right. can we can go on and talk and have fun and. Right. He's uh he's he's everything has been positive so far and, and yeah. our thoughts and prayers so, are going to co- go toward that continuing for sure. T's and P's out to him. Absolutely. Um, hey, buddy, we've missed a lot of college football since we talked last. I I, I think all right, we're at nine minutes and. 14 15 16 seconds right now from when we started recording okay uh i want to i want to go to the 15 minute mark and talk about just rapid fire okay I can we'll do spend that. five seconds on a topic so let's go to conference championship weekend the big stories um georgia obliterates lsu right as we all saw coming. as we thought would happen um caleb williams looked like he was going to dominate the heisman trophy voting and destroy Utah in the first quarter and then completely fell apart after a hamstring injury. Um, credit to Thick Boy, who is a uh, legend on the pod, I'd say, <laughs> thanks to Paxton Rembis and Cam Brindle. Shouts out to those dudes. Um, he played a hell of a game in the Pac-12 championship. Utah ends up with the win. Um, anything you want to say about those two? Can I keep going? No, you can keep going. Uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to the Big Ten championship game. Um, Michigan dominates uh, Purdue. That's okay. Yep. That's every Big Ten championship we've seen in the last 13 years. Mm-hmm. Um, ACC title game looks like North Carolina is going to hang with them. DJU kind of really shaky. Okay, I was I was actually trying to th- look back and and then remember Kate, what happened. In that and game. then Cade Klubnik comes in and it's smooth sailing. Yeah. It is old Clemson is back, right? And old North Carolina is back. And then there was a lot of rumors about Drake May transferring. Oh, they're going to throw a bag at Drake May. Drake May says, no, I'm not going anywhere. Um, Probably got himself a bag in the process that he's... Right. (laughs) I think he's doing just fine. Um, I did think it was interesting he stayed. I, I and I know that's a controversial... Well, of course he stayed. His brothers and... Okay, take all that out of the equation. Does he stay? If the legacy isn't there, does he stay? I'll ask you that. I'll, I'll give you that. I... No, yes. Uh, college football is so weird that in my head he hasn't stayed yet. People swing, and, and I'm not saying he's leaving, but no, I'm saying no. like... You heard it here first. Right. Drake you know May transfer. I mean, I've, we, we keep seeing just out of left field stuff happening. Um, yeah. Uh, now, I think he does stay, and I think especially with the legacy, I do think he genuinely loves Chapel Hill, and he loves I that do too. Situation and, loves the school and loves the team he's on. And how many... This is going to be a weird but sort of train of thought, but follow me. How many guys do you see, like, Kobe, rest in peace, stayed with the Lakers. Jeter, stayed a Yankee. Chipper Jones, stayed a Brave. Where those dudes yeah, are I'm like... I'm not going to continue till we name one more player. Dontrell Willis with the Marlins? No, I was going to do Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan with the Spurs, <laughs> exactly. I'm pins and needles waiting for I'm, him I'm like, mention my I'm, hero. I'm sitting here, like, looking at you like, crap, who does he want me to mention? <laughs> um... But yeah, those two, Ginobili, Ginobili, that, yeah. that just stay with one team forever. Like mm-hmm. that's an admirable thing. Do you think we're headed to that realm of college football where it's like, hey, because this dude stayed with his school, even though he got thrown 
four or five bags of money. Is that an admirable thing? Yeah, I think we will. Now, like for Bryce Young's that end up at Alabama and have no reason to leave because of Alabama, no. But like, yeah, I mean, Drake Mays and um, I, this will be a, uh, maybe a good uh, off-season discussion topic. Yeah, great. But I was call. thinking like players from the past. That Ooh, I who love would absolutely and the first thought that came to my mind? We can do more when we get to the off-season. But the first thought, like guys that absolutely would have left their situation. Corey Davis, the guy that was at Western Michigan, big time. He would have. He would have been at Oregon or Oklahoma, like in a in a heartbeat after his sophomore yeah. year. But no, I mean, yeah, we're gonna get to the point where where guys like Drake May staying are admirable because Ohio State might be one of those teams that threw him a bag or and Alabama. I, but I, I think, think Ohio State for sure is one of them. I think Grayson McCall, QBR leader of twenty twenty one, he's coming back. That's right. He's he's going. He said he was going to transfer. Then he said, "Never mind, I'm staying." Well, he probably I mean, heard Auburn's pitch and decided not to go. But shoo, buddy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so anyway. I know he visited. Uh, another player, and then we'll move on, that I want to mention that would have absolutely transferred, Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Well, bye. Yeah. See you later. Uh, all right, and then the the big championship game that was an incredible game, a, a great way to wrap up that weekend, um, or not necessarily wrap up that weekend, but a great addition to that weekend, uh, TCU and Kansas State. Um, Max Duggan played his absolute heart out. I mean, played with his hair on fire. I'm not saying that because he's got red hair. Um, and then you had the, you know, and Kansas State wins anyway. Kansas State came in, I think, with a better game plan. I think TCU thought they were going to kind of waltz in and finish him off and go to the next game. And um, I guess if you're TCU now, you're really happy about that, right? You would make that trade every day. We get to make it to the national yeah, championship, but yeah, we sacrifice. They're, they're going to do, do the thing. and they, they have a reason to say it. They're going to say the thing, well, us losing to Kansas State was the best thing that could have happened to us. Yeah. I mean, Bama says that about. We've said that Alabama has definitely said that in the past. The Spurs, I'm a big Spurs guy. They always say that the Ray Allen loss, that, those finals are the reason they won the next year in such dominant fact. We don't win that without that loss. So yeah. they're going to say that, and they have a, they have a good cause. To, yeah, to say that. Uh, I mean, Bama 2017 mm-hmm. loses to Auburn, comes back, and it's second and 26, right? Yeah. Without that Auburn game, I don't think Saban has the guts to sit Jalen in and the national title. Without our loss to Tennessee this year, never mind. Don't, don't. <laughs> anyway. We thought that that, well, like in the moments following that game, we were talking about how that could be a turning point. So I was just kind of getting back to that. And <sighs> so it, annoying. It wasn't. Stupid pick plays. Um, I think that game was uh, obviously a wake up call for TCU. I also think that was the best game that Kansas State could have played this season. Right. And I don't want to say they peaked too early because they came into a very, I think, motivated Alabama team to show that they weren't just sort of lollygagging around, to use a Durham Bowls word. Yeah, I think that game, as soon as Bryce Young and Will Anderson played, that game had a completely different air to it. Uh, funny thing about that game, Vegas had to set a line in that game. I don't know if you saw this. Vegas had to set a line, and they correctly assumed that... Bryce Young and Will Anderson weren't going to play. Obviously, they're not going to play. Why would they play? History has shown you that the two best players on the best team are not going to play the bowl game. Right. And uh, they did play. But Vegas had already set the line to three and a half. Oh, woof. So you had like thousands of dollars come in on Bama. And then all they could do was bump it up four or five points. It was like eight and a half by the time kickoff happened. Right. And it was a lock. I mean, it was a lock. Mm -hmm. So that that was really interesting. Anyway, we'll get to that game. Uh, those are all the conference championship games. Um, the college football playoff ranking happens. I didn't love the ranking, but I understood it. I think six through 10 this year was a nightmare. You have Tennessee and Clemson who were both obviously good teams this year. 
You had Utah who just won their conference. You had Kansas State who just won their conference. And you're sitting there with all of these teams going, we don't know where the hell to put any of these people. Right. It was six through 10 is one of the hardest rankings I've ever like yeah. seen them have to do. And, and you know, cause hookers injury has to be taken into account because that's, that's what they're supposed to, they're supposed to be ranking the teams literally just based on these are the way we see yes. the best top, top, yes. top to bottom. But, and I, the Bama Homer in me needs to mention this. If you are the type of person who got angry during uh championship Saturday, that Nick Saban was going out and defending his team saying, this is why we oh, deserve yeah, to get in stupid. hop off, dude. Hop off. I said that on the last podcast. We Kick did. rocks. The, the, I don't I don't even want to get in is the weakest mentality. No, 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 no. It's not even that. It's the fans that were mad that Saban was going on broadcasts of like the Big 12 championship being like, mm-hmm. I think we deserve to get in because we'd be at Vegas would What's have he us. What's supposed to say, idiot? Thank you. <laughs> if, <laughs> look, nah, we don't, look, don't, don't, don't consider if us. If Leonidas is leading the Spartans against Persia <laughs> and turns around to his army and goes, you know what? I don't think we're going to win this one, guys. And there's no nobility in this. They're gonna run from the battlefield, dude. Just like take half a second to not be a moron and go and just imagine. All right, well, how would I feel if he got on the broadcast and said, "No, I don't think we deserve a chance. Don't right. even consider us." Committee. Right. Like also, if Josh Heupel did it and did the same thing, you guys would have been drooling all over him. Mm-hmm. What a great coach! Can you believe he went up and stuck out for his boys like that? No, nah, dude, get off, get off of it. Uh, bowl games were great. I, I don't really want to dive too much into the bowl games. We'll talk about Alabama in a bit, obviously, but um, Memphis uh, played great. They're one of the teams that stuck out um, mainly because I had a pretty substantial bet on them covering and they did. And that was nice. Um, the Bahamas bowl, the first bowl shout out UAB getting a stop at the two yard line. Um, that was, times, yeah. that was, that was a great game. Um, and then you, you know, we'll, we'll fast forward a little bit. If we're not talking about your team, I'm very sorry. Oregon and North Carolina played a great game. Uh, where Oregon doinked an extra point in to win it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you watch that one. It was nuts. Um, Drake May played really great and then really terrible. That's been a lot of him this year. Um, it, it was it was very very odd to a watch. A lot more great than terrible. Obviously, I'm um, not saying he's fifty fifty. No 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 no. And I I mean it, obviously like it's he, did, gonna, he did struggle down the stretch this year. What do you think that was? Do you think teams were just figuring it out and Mac wasn't adjusting at halftime? What do you think led to that? I think, yeah, and I think a lot of it was just that, um, what, what was that first loss that kind of started that skid? Uh, it, was it Wake? Was it, they beat Wake? I can't remember. But I think the, the wind of their sails of their season just kind of deflated a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with you. I'd agree um, with you. I don't you. remember if Josh Downs played the bowl game or not. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, one of the best games we saw all bowl season was the Celebration Bowl. Shout out Durham's finest, North Carolina yeah. Central winning the national title for HBCU. Big time, big time. Uh, beat Jack State. Travis Hunter's a dog, man. That dude can play. That dude can play. And I like you see the highlights, right? And you're like, oh yeah, he's good. No. I watched nearly every snap of that game. He was awesome. And I'd wonder why his stats weren't there this year. I don't either. I, I thank you. I saw I saw his highlights. I saw a lot of the game. And then I was like, oh, surely he like had like twelve touchdowns. No, I mean he was I had like three. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was but he's going to call a weird year, but so we'll his what he does in the, his uh, touchdown FPS. catch at the end of that game to send it to overtime was outstanding. Yeah, outstanding. Um, that's another thing we got to talk about. We'll talk about it after the bowl games. Um, oh, uh, Middle Tennessee State, San Diego State was a great game. Uh, you had uh, Buffalo and Georgia Southern was a great game. Um, ECU. Whooped the tar out of Coastal Carolina, fifty three twenty nine. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming at all. ECU had a really storybook season, and we don't 
they're not getting a lot of love because they went eight and five. And I like I get it. They went eight and five. They shouldn't. They lost a lot of conference games that they should have won. But they nearly they were two missed field goals away from beating North Carolina State, and then they drown Coastal Carolina. That's how I feel about Duke. Duke got no no like I go to the first year coach and they had a winning record. Didn't they win? They won their bowl game. Like I go to the uh, Preds Hurricanes game last night, which I don't know if you have heard. Yusisaros sets the Predators record for saves in a game. Imagine getting sixty seven shots on net. And you lose five to three because that's what happened in the Carolina Hurricanes, and their soft fan base could not handle it well. Most of the Carolina Hurricanes fans that listen to the podcast, we're, I love. We're doing just fine, actually. I'm we're, sorry, I forgot you're a Hurricanes we're fan. The whole thing. This uh, but so anyway, I say that to say the guy, the like they always have like the siren like fan of the game, so they have like a celebrity they bring out and they ring the siren to call the team out to the ice. It was Mike Elko last night, and no one cheered. That's insane. People like clapped, but they were like, who is that? Oh my gosh. Dude, he had an unbelievable <laughs> year. Awesome. They beat UCF 30 to 13. Projected for like three wins this year. Dude, man. they destroyed they, like and look, uh, I know, I know, I think he was ACC coach of the year. I think he was. He would, should have been if be he wasn't. If he wasn't but. but I think he needed it. And Willie Fritz, obviously, Tulane needed that. Yeah. And we'll talk about that game in a second. I want to talk about New Year's Six in a second. And we went way over the five minutes I wanted to a lot for bowl time. And I'm sorry about I know, that. We always do. Uh but Mike Elko de- deserved to be more in the conversation in Coach of the Year. He did. He, uh, they went, should be talked about a lot more. They won nine games and were a Drake May beautiful pass away from being a 10-win team. Nearly 10-win team. This Nearly year. going to the ACC title this year. I'm excited for Mike Elko. We may go to a couple Duke games next year. We should. I think we should, too. Tickets are very easy to come by. Arkansas and Kansas played an unbelievable bowl game that went yeah. to four overtimes. That Is that right? Awesome. Uh, that was a great game. Shout out Anthony Richardson. I felt like Arkansas all year long was two or three injuries away from being like a 9-10 win team. KJ Jefferson, I think you meant. What did I say? You said Anthony Richardson, who did not play in this I'm so game. sorry. You're He's right. He's going to the NFL. Um, Whoa, timeout. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, 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 no. Anthony Richardson. Yeah, pretty Florida's sure quarterback. Yes. Uh, the guy who didn't have a touchdown pass through like three games. Yeah, he's, he's oh going God. to the NFL. Um, if you are a hopeful college football player listening to this podcast, Please, God, stay an extra year unless you're a Will Anderson, Bryce Young type. I promise you it will go better. See, I feel like the intrigue on Richardson hasn't worn off for the NFL, but another year like this year, it might. So I don't know. That's true. And plus next year is the Drake May Caleb Williams class, which is just on its nose a little bit stronger than the Bryce Young CJ Stroud class. Yes. At the top. So I What think- are you talking about? They had Will Levis. Um we already talked about Oregon and North Carolina. Uh, Texas Tech beat the crap out of Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I, uh, Ole Miss, the, the wheels came off, and it needs to be talked about more. How I, I don't know, like what 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 caused that to to just happen so it's so poorly? it's like after the Alabama game they kind of gave up. Yeah, either that took the wind out of the sails, or they were legitimately distracted by Lane Kiffin flirting with Auburn because we all know he did. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 um, for sure. I mean, Lane Kiffin loves flirting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida State. Florida State's a team, man. They had a good. That's year. a crew this year. They, that is an absolute. Year. They're going to come in. My my thing with them is, I think they're going to come in next year with a lot of expectations. Now they're going to come in ranked in the top fifteen and, because yes, of what they did this and year. And hype. Uh, Travis is coming back. Travis will be. You'll hear his name be thrown out around for Dark Horse Heisman all year because for Pro Football Focus, you know them PFF guys. They yeah, had yeah. him ranked as the top quarterback in college football this yep. year, which is absurd. But 
Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd want to, I want to see Norvell be able to sustain something because they, they just, uh, you know, they've been on the up, but we all know how quickly things can go awry in Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Penix Jr. Uh, played a great game against Texas. I think he's coming back next year? I believe he's back next he's year. He'll be talking about um, Heisman's. NC State and Maryland played one of the ugliest bowl games I've ever seen in my life in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I didn't watch that one. Shout out Mike Loxley. Shout out Talia Tungavailoa, uh, who I think will also come back. I doubt he'll test the NFL. Talia shouldn't, no. Um, Pitt beat UCLA 37-35. That was another great game. It was a really good year for bowl games. Uh, Notre Dame and uh, South Carolina played a great game. South Carolina just couldn't pull it out. Notre Dame, shout out Kevin McMahon, my old student from High Point. Boom. Hell of a job on your first season. Aww. All happy for you, buddy. Job, We're all buddy. happy for you. And I, I, I know you're listening. Uh, Ohio and Wyoming played a great game, but nobody watched it because why would you watch that? Uh, and then we get into New Year's Six. Tennessee and Clemson had a weird game. What was weird about it? I know, I know that Clemson just didn't show up. T- Here's the thing. The score will not reflect it. But Clemson was really close to winning that game, or not even really winning that game, but it was just, it was 14 3 at half. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it was 14 6, and Tennessee just quit scoring. It, they just, they scored, <coughs> excuse me, 17 points the rest of the night. And most of those points, they had 10 points in the fourth quarter. I'm pretty sure all of those came in, yeah, the last eight minutes of the game. It was 21-14 at one point of this game, and Clemson had the ball with nine minutes left. Okay, so it was closer than the score would But the, the way you look at this game, you're like, oh, Tennessee just killed them. No, when not I saw, at like, all. I saw the Tennessee players sort of laughing at the Clemson defense in the, pros, in the press conference after the game when they were asked about them. So that's a little confusing. Um, it, it was weird. Milton played a hell of a game. Milton was good. Dude's got a cannon, man. Milton's got one of the strongest arms of the country. Um, yeah, Tennessee, they've got a lot of momentum. Um, going into the next season... Uh, Clemson, nothing more opposite could be stated about Clemson. I don't know how you could feel good about next year if you're a Clemson fan. What do you believe in more? Um, Tennessee's uh, upcoming or Clemson's decline? What do you think is more true? More? Oh, Clemson's decline for sure. Yeah? For sure. Because I think they're so stuck to Dabo and not even just Dabo, but Dabo's whole shtick. Mm-hmm. The whole thing in Kid and Caboodle around Dabo where it's the, oh, we just, the five-star hearts comment that Butch Jones made a couple years ago. Yeah. If Dabo said that tomorrow, I'd believe it. I think Dabo's message is going to start. Remember when things just kind of fizzled in Florida State with Jimbo Fisher? Mm-hmm. This is before everybody hated Jimbo Fisher. He was just a coach that won a title, uh, sort of like Dabo is at this point in his career. But like his just his entire persona and candor and everything just kind of got stale. Yes. I can see that happening in Clemson, but Clemson like Florida State can't really do anything about it because the guy won you two titles. Right. Right. Well, he's earned his key to the to the universe. So here's an interesting conversation about Dabo that we need to have. Did Dabo win two titles or did Dabo recruit really well? No one could deny that Dabo's a great recruiter. And then did he have Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson? In college football, they're one and the same. I mean, it's like... 
I, I yes, listen. Yes. I get that, but do you see what I'm saying? You're saying you're asking if did Dabo Jimbo, does, did Jimbo win a title or did he get Jameis Winston? Dabo does not put in Tua Tonga Vailoa over Jalen Hurts to win a national championship. No, 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 because he stuck with DJU for eighty percent of the season, despite putting in Cade Klubnik multiple times to go in football games. Right, mm-hmm. and I just. It's just something with Dabo where I'm like, I, I just think it was more of the horses than it was the coaching there. Here's another question. Or did he just kind of, um, which if you were to say that he did this, the entire country did this because he was ranked in the top five for a reason. DJU. Did he just, yeah. was he just miss, you know, um, Some- scouted? Sometimes people bust. Was he just a misscouted player? And is Cade Klubnik going to bring Clemson right back well, in the top five? And we'll year? find out with DJU going to Oregon State, right? You got another five. That is that is a program where you yeah. have to throw the ball accurately. Yeah. No, I mean I think it's pretty set in stone right now that DJU is just not. He's just that not guy. there. And I, I He's will not a superstar. I mean DJU when he came in when he dude, came this into college podcast, was we called him Thanos football. Yeah, we, he was supposed to be the number one pick in a few years. I mean that or that was the trajectory Thanos. he was on. Yeah. No, he was in, he's not. He's not a superstar. Remember, he's just a quarterback that sometimes. Well, you remember he beat Bryce. He's not very good. He beat Bryce in the state playoffs, and everybody's like, "Oh, Bryce better get used to that." Right? How'd that go? Yeah, exactly. Um. So okay. Uh. So let's. Well, flip side. Does the down Does the downward slide continue for Clemson, or does or you know is next year? Are they right back in it? I think next year looks a lot like this year, and then I think the year after that is a massive drop. But I could also see next year being a massive drop because Clemson is losing a ton on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, Dabo needs to be scared. That, I think that seat is a lot harder, hotter, excuse me, than Dabo realized. Um, I would say it's compl- I would say it's still ice cold. I know that they're. Getting I, I didn't say it was. He, I know he elicits eye rolls, but I don't see. I don't see anywhere in the next four years Clemson making. I a didn't change. say it was hot. I said it's hotter than people realize because mm-hmm. I don't think it's ice cold. I think people are going to start getting really tired of Dabo because they're obsessed with Clemson getting back to the college football playoff. Yeah. Um, and then I think they're going to make a horrible mistake of a hire after Dabo. I really do. I don't see another team from the ACC even threatening the college football playoff, though. So, I mean, I just I think Clemson might be able That's to slip point. in. And especially with the with the 12-team playoff coming, they're going to be still be a mainstay because you yeah. got to take somebody from the ACC. Yes. And right. until Clemson starts losing four games a year, that's going to – and I don't – if they were going to lose four games a year, it was going to be with a bad quarterback like DJU. Unless Club Club Nick's just not good. We thought DJU was good after his freshman year. He came in was terrible. Maybe Club Nick's terrible. Uh, flip side of the ball. Does Tennessee continue on this path next year? Hmm. It's a good question. I think that has a, a lot to do with how much of a step back Georgia takes. Because we all were, I think we're all going to say that they're one and two in the East. And yeah, I think they're going to be similar. I think they're going to be dangerous. I think that they've got a, um, something kind of going. Uh, I don't think Hendon Hooker was their program. I think the combination And they're of, doing really, really well in this new era of college football. And I think they're going to kind of keep this going. I think Hooker and Hyatt were a massive part of this offense. Oh, yeah. They were, I don't yeah. think they were the offense. I'm with you. That the probably would have won the Heisman had he not gotten hurt and the Bolitnikov winner. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I think, I think yeah, there's, there's going to be a drop-off. Um, but I don't see it being a drop-off where they're not a 9-10 win team again. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, and they can beat Georgia at home next year. They they can beat Georgia at home and and threaten to win the East. 
I don't know that they will. They, I'm, I'm, I'm done believing that there will be a dropout for Georgia. I think they're in Alabama territory at this point. They they could. Um, the South Carolina game this year was shocking. Mm-hmm. To, I, I've never seen a team or a fan base where you're so dominant and you talk so much after one season to then have Spencer Rattler, who couldn't beat Notre Dame, well, drop a 60-berg on. Yeah, that was cathartic. That's insane. That doesn't happen to teams that brag about being a... Well, and then you love their fan base coming out and saying, well, there's no reason that we should be number six behind Alabama and we have an opportunity to make it to the playoff. And look, they make it to the playoff. I do think they put up a better fight than Michigan did. Who cares? I, I don't, but guess I don't what? care about that noise. It doesn't matter. I don't care about it that It just noise. doesn't matter. Who cares if you were five or if you were six? It's all the same bowl games. Right. It's, okay. What are we talking about here? Yeah. Right? Like, You're a two-loss team. That's loser speak. Who cares? Right. You should just be mad. Alabama didn't care that they were ranked ahead of Tennessee. They cared that they didn't make the playoff. Yes. Tennessee was mad that they finished behind Alabama. Yes. But well, I I think that they're going to continue winning uh, 9 to 11 games every year. Uh, I won't go every year. I'll go in the next two years. Okay. Um, we'll see how Nico is. I'm a is. big believer in Nico. You are? <laughs> that's, that's the big... I think he's really I don't. Good. I don't know. I think he's really good. I don't know. I... I, I could see it but i could also see it just being a spencer rattler situation yeah um but we'll see you know uh, unbiased objectively that's an exciting team next year for sure Mm -hmm. uh milton's got to be coming back right i think he's 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 was an upperclassman i want to say right i believe he was a junior so or he may have had year i I think it's i remember reading that it's supposed to be setting up perfectly for him to start and then nico take over yeah yeah uh, so yeah, if you're a Tennessee fan, great for you. I hope you never win another game. Um, and they won't other new Year's six bowls. Uh, the Rose bowl we could talk about, uh, we, we should talk about the Rose bowl a little bit. Is it a, is it fair to say that Lincoln Riley has an issue winning the quote unquote big game? Yeah. Yeah. That is one of the most fair things you can say in college football. So why do you think that is? What do you think happens? He's lost to Texas multiple times in years that Oklahoma should not have been losing to Texas. Uh, he, he, yeah, I mean, he's he's he got kind of fallen obliter- short every playoff. He got obliterated by Alabama in a playoff game and lost one of the best playoff games ever mm-hmm. to Georgia in the Rose Bowl that year. Um, and, and I just and I he's don't now done it three times in his first year at USC. Now again, I'll say first year. So we'll, right, I'll, I'll well, that's what I was about to say. Thing. Is and you go back to the first episode of this podcast, and I said that this team could change the face of college football, and I think they have. Mm-hmm. And I will stand by that. I will stand on that hill alone if I have to, rifle in my hand, because they just had two huge transfers. Now, granted, one of the transfers was with the coach, so they have that relationship built in. But this is unprecedented in college football, and they nearly made the playoff, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that and they doesn't bring back need to, to be ignored. Winner next year, yes. Um, so I just I, I wanted to bring that up. I know that's sort of weird of me to bring up, but but yeah, Lincoln Riley has not won the game. Credit, and to, that's that's the that's everybody's big thing with them. Credit to Tulane. Holy crap! What a year, dude. <laughs> Tulane's so much fun to watch. That was such a fun football team to watch. Um, uh, Spears, incredible running back. Unfortunately, Hugh Freeze is just a better coach than Willie Fritz. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I had to go there. Had to. Had to go there. He's got a five-star Unfortunately, heart. Unfortunately, he's just a better coach than Jamie Chadwell. Yahtzee. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Have you seen that yet? I, let's just not. Let's just not talk about that. We're having a good night. Let's not talk about Auburn. We're talking about team that made teams that made bowl game. We made shouldn't be talking games. about A&M or Auburn. I know. That was a stray that didn't need to, even need to be shot. But. Uh, but, yeah, credit to Tulane. That was an awesome game. Um 
that's what you want from a New Year's Six game, yes, right? And luckily, we got a lot more of that, especially in the Citrus Bowl presented by Cheez-Its, because that makes sense, with LSU squeaking out a win over Purdue 63-7. to What is LSU this year? What is what, what happened? What is LSU? They can get up for the really, really big games, <sighs> except when they play somebody that it's like... That I want them to beat? That it's like, oh, oh, but if you win this one... You're good. Like, you're bona fide good. Nope. Can't do it. Like, Florida State. Nope. You can beat Alabama. Can't beat Georgia. Like, it's it was such a frustrating team. Tennessee. Almost beat Tennessee. Oh, what is LSU? We're close at halftime. What is LSU? And we got a lot of time to talk about it, but I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know what to make of their program. I don't know. Rose Bowl, um, Penn State and Utah. Still salty. We lost to them. Uh, Cam Rising's out, and then that game's just over. Yeah. That game's just over. Buy or sell James Franklin. Let's play this game for the ninth year in a row. Uh, sell. 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 I And the reason I said sell, I would have said, yeah, buy to be third in the in the Big Ten every year. But they are adding Lincoln Riley soon. And an and, and, you know, upstart UCLA program. So, who knows? It, you know. It's just, what in the world, man? I just don't know what to make of them. And every time they have a year like this where they're quote-unquote good... The next year they're a seven win team. Ryan Day or or uh, or oh god yeah don't ask me that I don't know I, I genuinely don't know uh, we should talk about that uh, at do we want to go playoff then Alabama or do we want to go Alabama then playoff let's do Alabama then playoff okay Bama wins the Sugar Bowl they go down ten nothing with three minutes left uh, thank goodness for Alabama's best receiver Jameer Gibbs getting a third and six. Uh, crossing route that he took like 60 yards down the field, and then Alabama opens up a can of whoop ass. Mm-hmm. 35 unanswered points. 34 unanswered points? I don't remember. Uh, 35. 35 unanswered points, and then kind of, I don't want to say took their foot off the gas, but you could That's tell it did, was yeah. it was over, and that was yeah. that was kind of it. Um, didn't, didn't, want, didn't want players that don't need to be getting hurt to get sure. hurt. Sure. Uh, Bryce Young had two of the best passes he's had all season in that game. Mm-hmm. Um his vision's incredible. He should be the number one overall pick. Um, it just sort of depends on what the draft looks like at that point. I think it's pretty much locked up that the Texans are going to take him first overall. Am I misreading that? I you, you should be. I should say yes to that immediately. But you know how things get yes. when, when the when the football's no longer be played and the guys get in shorts and the guys that think they're smarter than everybody else in the room start picking and prodding. Well, Will Levis. Will Levis. So I would yes. If 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 the draft was right after the season, like it should be. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, he'd go number one. But yeah. we do have like four months now of, of of breaking these guys down, and they're gonna go well. I, and he's gonna step on a scale, and he's gonna have not been in foot, you know, playing football on a few weeks. Not not playing football, but not playing with pads on. And people, are like, oh my goodness, he's one eighty four. Can't draft him, undraftable. Yeah. And he goes, you know, seventh or something. But. Yeah, right. Could definitely see that. Or they they look at Tua and go, well, the last time Alabama had a quarterback this size, yeah. Or you know, the Miami Dolphins broke him in half, and it's Tua's fault. Sorry, did I say that out loud? Uh, Bryce should go number one to answer your question. Um, I'm sorry for bringing up the Dolphins. That was rude of me. On this great college football podcast we have, I shouldn't have done that to you, and I'm sorry. I cannot wait for the most important game in years for the Dolphins, and it's Joe Flacco versus Skylar Thompson. Just go ahead and lower me into the grave. can Can we save this? Because this is great for the last conversation I want to have on this pod. Yeah, uh, I mean, yes. Tua's anyway, be a big part of um, the best player on the field was Bryce Young, obviously. But someone who is right behind him 
and I think should have been considered a little bit more for MVP of that game, Brian Branch. Brian Branch was awesome. Lawson Massive. Was awesome. And you want to talk about guys playing in bowl games? Brian Branch took himself from being a second early early maybe first early third rounder to first round draft pick or beginning of the second round right now they're talking about he might be the best safety prospect he is so good played in college he is so good so yeah no i i thought he was was phenomenal waiting for him to kind of do that so i loved the sugar bowl because i do think it gave us momentum going into the offseason big time but it also frustrated me to no end watching that game and seeing all the explosive plays we had on both sides of the and the takeaways and the take and going where was that where was that yeah. We didn't I mean Kansas State's a good team that beat a team that's playing for a national championship. We didn't do that against the bad teams we played this year. No. Even when we were playing uh uh Utah State, we went to the Utah State game. We didn't have explosive plays on offense. We had methodical drives because they were uh, not as good as There us. was the Bryce Young scramble and that was it. Yeah, he had a long scramble. But like But where was Jermaine Burton all season? Burton uh, Kobe Prentice had a long touchdown catch. Uh Ja'Cory Brooks got open in the court of the end zone. Beautiful throw, but explosive play. Yep. Downfield, pushing it downfield, pushing the tempo. Where was that? Uh Kansas State's we running back. We had the perfect usage of our of our of our all SEC running back finally. Uh Kansas State's running back, his last name is Vaughn. Deuce, Deuce Vaughn. Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn had a great run. An eighty eight yard touchdown run from a guy that's shorter than me. Are you kidding me? I love that. Deuce Vaughn, by but the guess way. what I love more than anything that happened in the game minus Bryce Young. Bryce Young excluded, more than I like the picks, more than I like the sacks, more than I like the picks, both being forced by Will Anderson, pass rush, go back and watch a replay, is the fact that Deuce Vaughn hits the 50 and no one is in the broadcast feed. You cannot see anyone but Deuce Vaughn and like three guys running behind him. Kool-Aid McKinstry comes out of nowhere, nearly pushes him out of bounds at the two. Yeah. And it was that got me jacked. I was like, okay, we're down 10 nothing, but you know what? That gets me jacked up for next year. I'm excited for because if we get too. that effort out of the entire defense, and Kool Aid is now going to be one of the guys, mm-hmm. and you and I know that personality, that is going to be huge in that locker room. That is a Cyrus Jones. That is an Eddie Jackson. That is the type of guy you're looking at right there. That's a Minka Fitzpatrick. That is DB one on the team. We didn't have a DB one this year. You not have a, you have a guy that is willing to say stand up and say no. I don't care if he's thirty yards away. I don't care if there's no way I'm going to catch him. I'm going to sprint my ass off and try to get him out of bounds. That got me jacked up for next season. But like you said, it also disappointed me because where the hell was that against LSU? Where was all of that? Where, where was, was that against Tennessee? Where was that in the games we won that we struggled like Ole Miss? Mm-hmm. Right, Auburn for a half. Where was that effort? Where was where were our guys making Bryce's life easier? We got so little of that. Other than Jameer Gibbs, all the receivers, the offensive line, nobody made. Every, Bryce had to go a thousand and ten percent effort every play, every drive to scramble and get a weird thirteen yard touchdown. Every, all of our touchdowns this year that weren't on the ground were Bryce Young scrambling and getting an eight yard touchdown pass to an right. undersized receiver. Right. So yeah, I just because he you know ran around for eleven seconds and finally found a sliver of somebody open. But so yes, I'm excited. I do like our wide receivers going into next year. I Big love time. that we have Malik Benson coming in. Big uh, time. The, all all the, the stuff from the uh, the tight end from Maryland. I can't remember his name, but he's going to be huge. He's going to be huge. All the talk from uh, pra- the bowl practices was that Malik Benson, nobody could cover him. Yep. Because you know a lot of these guys are already yeah, yeah. practicing with the team. Um. So. Yeah, and you've got yeah you've got a lot of talent coming in. I'm excited about it. The recruiting class was incredible. 
we should talk about early signing day. We're not going to, but yeah, we should. We can that that can um, be a topic later or something. I think we should save that and the Golding O'Brien discussion for post national championship pod. Yeah, How do you feel about that? Are you okay with that? About that. Okay, let's hopefully start with the, the, hopefully they both have new jobs um, by then. For a second, I just want to say Bryce Young absolute monster that I will miss so 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 we're, badly. We're going to miss him for years. Um and I I want to give you a big shout out cuz you were dead wrong on a lot of crap this year. <laughs> but there's one thing you were right about in 2016. You told me maybe 17. It would have been 18 18 18. 18. Yeah. It was 2018. You said uh we watched to a like through like four or five games. Yeah. And he didn't play a second half in like three of those games. Mm-hmm. And I was like we will never have another one. And you said, I don't know, dude. I think Bryce Young's just as good, if not better. When we when we and got him. I, yeah. And I lit you up. You did. I was like, shut up, you more there's no way. You were watching greatness, you idiot. And then Bryce Young came in and won a Heisman trophy and was one monkey holding a doorknob away. <laughs> You can. He's talking about Bill O'Brien yes. folks that aren't like super tuned into yes. Bama. He was one of those away from winning a national title and going to another playoff. Where did you get that one? Where, where did that come well, from? Well, because usually it's monkey humping a doorknob, but this uh, is a family friendly podcast. There you go. Um, so I didn't want to do that. But yeah. yes, the man uh, has the IQ of a bowl of English peas, and we let him call offense for the greatest quarterback we've ever had. Here's a here's a discussion I was having with my friends. He has um, the smoothest brain of anyone that's ever graced Tuscaloosa, other than the racists. I'll I'll still I'll still say Dan, Danny Enos is a little worse. He's he's a little worse in my where the where the hell is Dan? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, no, oh. yeah, I mean I remember when we got him when we got him to flip from USC. It was like the lights came back on. It's like oh we can keep this offensive thing rolling. So we'll see. I, Ty Simpson was a five star, but. And Milrow has the Milrow's tools, bad. But I think Milrow is I, bad. We've, I'm gonna save Milrow discussion till later as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with you. Uh, okay, so and then Will Anderson on the other side. Will Anderson, if you haven't seen his uh, his farewell speech in his press conference, I encourage you to go watch it. Um, he will go down as one of my favorite linebackers, and I feel like every two years I'm saying that about somebody: Reggie Ragland, C.J. Mosley, Dante Hightower, Courtney Upshaw. Uh, how many guys can I say this about? Um, Rashawn Evans. There are so many guys like that where I'm like, nope, that is that's the linebacker that I will always remember. And then there's Will Anderson. And I'm like, oh, technically he was a defensive end, but he's a linebacker. He's a linebacker, right? And it's just he he was he was so great. And both those dudes are just going to be sorely missed. And um, and and what is considered such a dark year in Alabama's history, where we lost two games and won a New Year's Six Bowl, which is what most teams would. dream of um they were such bright spots and even in the worst games they were a ton of fun to watch uh so they will be missed a lot of seniors will be missed um you know there's a lot of guys that i think are leaving that probably should have stayed coffee lyrics cough but we'll say that discussion for another time anything else before we wrap up the 2022 alabama football season I'm just ready for 23 now. I said that after last year. I am, We're I driving am. back from Indianapolis, and I looked at you, and I said, I will never be more ready for a college football season than I am next year, and this year sucked. <laughs> this year sucked, but yeah, it's okay. I mean, uh, if you go back and listen to our first podcast of the year, I thought that this was, our on paper, our best team since And I thought we were going to lose. I thought we were going to lose one game. 
and win I the national we championship. Win, I didn't think we were going to win any. I thought we were going to run the table. So yep. I was, I would, I've been humbled a little bit, but that was because of one monkey humping a doorknob. Hey, shoot to stay hot, shoot to get hot. Next year, I think you should, you should claim it again. Yeah. And by the way, again, Alabama was one loss away from making it to the playoff, a couple plays away from making it to the playoff, and a couple plays from other teams happening for making the playoff as well. Yes. So that's it. Uh, that's it for Alabama. We'll we'll talk more and we'll yell more about Bill O'Brien in a couple of weeks, um, especially if my sources are correct. I, I definitely think we're going to get to talk about Bill O'Brien quite a bit. Um, I don't want to reveal my sources, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't think he's going to be there. But no. I, I think it's, it's like pretty like understood. It, yeah. It's becoming a little bit more like the, it's the like, worst kept secret that he's leaving. It's like when a couple separates and they're like, oh, but we're, we're going to stay together and try and work it out and everybody's like, no, you're And not. this year can't have been fun for him. As, you know, he's a... Oh, he's, I hope it wasn't. It, I hope he had know. a very bad time and didn't get much sleep. Right. I hope he didn't sleep very much and I hope he had a bad time and people yelled at him a lot. I think he did get yelled at a Good. Lot. I'm glad. I'm sad I wasn't one of them. Uh, okay, let's talk about the college football playoff. So, this is the greatest college football playoff that's ever happened, right? Those as two, far the, as yeah, entertainment wise. Yes, those right? were the, that was the most entertaining New Year's Day we've had. The only had. the only other two games that I think come close are 2017 with the fantastic Rose Bowl that was uh, Georgia Oklahoma, and then the other side of that game was a Alabama beatdown of Clemson, which was kind of close through like yeah, two was, and a half quarters. It was and then the Jalen Hurts early Jalen Hurts year, so we that was beat teams down, but we you know that was that was uh, thick six Kelly Bryant right yeah. So you had Michigan and uh, TCU, where TCU came out and drummed Michigan, and then Michigan just kind of hung around and hung around and hung around, and then it was like if they get one more stop. I think Michigan's going to win this game. And then Michigan got three more stops and lost. I will say this because we're going to have a lot of props to give to TCU, but I was super impressed with Michigan for the amount of times that watching that game, I said, well, now it's, yeah, it's over. It's done. And then yes. like, I'd look away. I'd eat a pretzel. Right. And then you and look then back. I turn around like, oh, it's a seven point oh, game again. They're down eight. Or it's an eight point right. game. Right, right, right. It's a blah, blah, blah. It's so Hell of a job by Jim Harbaugh keeping um, his guys in that game. Yes. Hell of a job by him this year. I, Michigan. Well, now, <laughs> now, who knows? Because there's already rumors he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Michigan gets hit with NCAA violations. Yeah, but have you seen what that is so far? Right. It's it's BS it's and it's BS every time. I don't care. I don't care about violations right now. <laughs> no one should. Nobody the NCAA getting, is dumb. Nobody should be getting violations singularly unless you're going to hand them to every team in football. Right. But up from but it needs to be brought up. Arkansas up. It needs to be brought up. And mm-hmm. if it weren't for the rumors of him leaving, plus that, I wouldn't be saying anything. And then, of course, he's the, oh, well, I'm not leaving. I tr- would trust Jim Harbaugh about as much as I could throw Jade's car down the street. Yes. But here's the thing about Jim Harbaugh. I never thought he would get to this point in college. We clowned I the shit out of him. I didn't think that he – I always thought he was We made fun of him better, so much. We did, and I always thought he was a better fit for the NFL, and still do. So the fact that he was a play or two away from going to play for a title two twice – I mean, he made the playoffs two years in a row, beat Ohio State two years in a row. He's done a better job than I thought he would. Yep. And I thought he'd be good, not great, and he's been – on the low end of great the last two years. And then let's and flip it, dude. Oh, Sonny Dykes won Coach of the Year, not Willie Fritz. What am I thinking? Sonny Dykes won Coach of the Year. You're Sonny right. Sonny Dykes and TCU is just fun. 
I'd, it's just fun football, dude. We're this is one of those teams that we're just we're not gonna rem- unless they win on Monday, which we don't think they will. No spoiler. We're like we're gonna remember like in six years we go. Remember when TCU played for the title? Right. Remember when we missed the playoffs because TCU went undefeated in the regular you, season? Like it's going to, ready ready for this one. It's going to be. Do you remember that like LaMichael James Oregon team where that offense just yeah. spun? Yeah. When they were on, no one beat them. They were putting up 63 a night. No problem. And then they like lost the Rose Bowl to Wisconsin. I mean, they're the most surprising team to make a national championship since blank. Uh, Colorado? No, 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 no. I would go later than that. I would say like. The first year Clemson did it with Deshaun Watson, people were pretty surprised. But, I mean, Deshaun Watson uh, was no, like no, no. blue chip, like... Even more than that, 2012 uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, but that's Notre Dame, though. 2019 it's LSU. still Notre Dame. 2019 LSU. But that's still LSU. This is TCU. This is like... This I, is the Horn Frogs. I mean, I get it, but Gary Patterson also had like five consecutive 10 yeah. win seasons and like i think more than anything this is a testament Clemson to was the closest we, we, we came there tcu is a fun college football team which is another thing that i want to bring up at the end of this pod and the title of the podcast if you if you read it you're like what the hell just wait um tcu is going to be one of those teams that i think like if you've played red dead redemption 2 and arthur's like the last outlaw of the frontier in the old west right yeah like i think they're going to be one of those last teams that's truly a college football team where you're like oh these are a bunch of kids and stetson bennett's kind of that way but he's also 28 right and the fact that he's short shouldn't make up for the fact that he's playing with people who were in elementary school when he was getting high school tape right Mm -hmm. like i think that's something that gets forgotten well, we've never taken TCU seriously this do you year, think, and we never took Sense and Bennett seriously. Do you think that Max Duggan is ever going to play consistent snaps in the NFL? Probably not. Do you think Stetson Bennett is ever going to play consecutive? Certainly not. Seriously. So, I was having this conversation with my friend Spencer yesterday. He was asking me like... Shout out, Spencer. Shout out, Spencer. He was asking me... We were talking about Stetson Bennett specifically. He was like... Because he doesn't... He, he is... Very anti-college football and pro-NFL. He's, you know, that sure. most most of the country is that yeah. way. He's one of those people. It's dumb, but I get it. Um, where I, he was just like, well, like, who are, who is that guy? Like, who, so Georgia's gone two years in a row. Like, do they have, like, some, do they have, like, a, like, a Pat Mahomes? Like, no, they've just got this, like, short, older dude. Who, by and the way, he was like, but, like, who, who, by the way, every time Georgia isn't, like killing somebody yeah. or they're in a tight game. Most of the time the reason is him. He was trying he was he was trying they're, to they're ask me like does Georgia have a quarterback whose name I need to cuz like he's a big Bears fan so like I was telling him about Justin Fields. So he was try- he always comes to me and he's trying to ask me like well like does Georgia have like a quarterback that like no. I'm going to be saying his name all the time and at fantasy drafts and I was like no he's like well then like how how did he go how is he going to win back like that's a great question. Trent We're all Dilfer's still not going to win back to back Super Bowl. How is it? And I was like, he's Stetson Bennett is college good. He's not NFL good, and that's the best way. I could. He's he's AJ McCarron. So again, this is what I mean. Is like I think this is going to be one of the last national championships. And I don't even really think you can make this argument for Georgia because their defense is an NFL defense at this point, right? 
Mm-hmm. Not in the fact that like I hate the like, oh, could they beat the Texans? No, that's dumb. If you ever think a college team could beat any pro team, I can't take you seriously. Uh, but I do think um, TCU is like one of the last teams that we'll ever think of as like, like they were a dying age in college football right. in my mind. And I know I sound like apocalyptic right now, but the they're going to be one of the last teams you look at and you're going to be like, oh, those were all just amateurs. Those were all kids who were taking calculus finals. Except Quentin Johnson. That dude's good. Good. <laughs> good. Right? But Max Duggan, no. Yeah. Name like four other players on TCU I right now. really can't. Exactly. It's... Right? Uh, but like... Like, yeah, I could have if you'd asked me right after the game the other day, but no, like... No, it, was, it doesn't come to with, mind. Not with five days after. Max Duggan is a... He's a kid. We're going to struggle to remember his name in a few years. But Max Duggan is a dude. It's awesome. That, that Kansas State game, he was awesome. That Baylor game, he was and awesome. He needs to win. And he's, beca- he's not like a god. He's not like a demigod where it's like, oh, he's making these ridiculous passes. He makes good throws. He makes really good throws. But guess what he also does? Make really boneheaded decisions like a college quarterback does... In every level, in every game, at every level, all the time, mm-hmm. except that's sort of been waning over the past couple of years. Yeah, and they're done, they're more of game. They're not game managers anymore, right? They're guys who are like, no, I'm going to go make a paycheck in the NFL. I'm going to go be that guy, right? And I think with Max Duggan, it's just one of those things where he's become so likable because he's just one of the few quarterbacks that you can still look at and relate to a little bit, right? Um, there was that drive. I think it was against Kansas State where he ran the ball every single down. And most of those downs, there was a guy wide open downfield. Yeah, it was when they, it was when they went and took the lead. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous. I was like, no. He just put the team on his what back. What is he doing? This is incredible. But also, what is he doing? So that's 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 the TCU game. It was it was a ton of fun to watch. Shout out to Michigan. I think if you're a Michigan fan, you should be really happy right now. Uh, sorry, we see, and we sorry. See wait, wait, because I know you're now like punching your car radio. Yeah. You shouldn't be happy you lost a playoff game. That's dumb. You should be happy that four years ago, Brick and I were talking about what a horrible mistake it was even keeping Harbaugh on staff. Mm-hmm. And now look where you are. Back-to-back years in the playoffs. and That's huge. That's huge. Just, I know you're miserable. but a just bad, A bad start away. They, they started the game bad, and if they didn't, they'd be in the title game. Yep. Which is what is probably frustrating. But, yes. um, no, uh, TCU as well, because I need to say this before they lose on Monday – um, they are, a, they can shut every, you know, a, a lot of people have been saying that college football is not fun because it's the same teams every year. That's such TCU a stupid has argument. has a chance to be like, cause you know, and I would have agreed. I would have said that coming into the year, there's one of seven teams that have a chance to win a title. TCU wouldn't have been. TCU was not <laughs> even in the top 30 of those. We didn't pick TCU to make the big 12 title game. TCU did not have high expectations coming into this no. year. No. No, they and didn't. so you know they they are bucking a trend. They can be, they can do something that I thought I would never see. Yep. Ever, and that is a team that is not in that sort of mold. Yeah. Win a title at least before a twelve team play in the in the year of BCS or fourteen playoff. I thought teams like TCU had zero shot at a title. Yep. And if they come out and play the way they did on uh, was that Saturday Sunday yeah, Saturday, Saturday Saturday the way they played Saturday. Now they have to do that again. It'd be very hard to do that twice in a w- in two weeks. But if they do, they could. Yep. I, I'm not saying they can't beat Georgia. I'm saying that Georgia is a lot tougher to make. You know, back when teams, you know, Alabama doesn't beat themselves. Georgia truly doesn't beat themselves. No. 
So anyway, I guess we're sort of teetering into the national championship game. So you, I do, I do want to back up for one second and do like a two minute conversation about Ryan Day and Ohio State. Okay, yeah. Because if you think Bama is upset about where they were and not reaching their potential and getting mad in a game where you're like, oh, we could have been playing like this all season, Ohio State feels that way right now. They have to. Ohio State fans have to feel like we could have played this way against Michigan and been fine. We could have played this way against Penn State. There are a multiple, a multitude of games where they could have played way better than they showed, and they just didn't. And yet, at the end of the day, they were in the spot that they needed to be in, that they knew they could be in. Yep. They came for the game. They played a great four quarters. They played a great 59 minutes and 59 seconds. They had them. They had them. They had a they the, they had the upset. The running on first down mm-hmm. killed them. It did. And it goes back to my thing of playing not to lose, which we talk about on this podcast anytime Alabama loses. It feels like a close game. If you play not to lose, what's going to happen, Brick? You lose. Nine out of ten times you lose. And they played not to lose. They did. You run the ball on first down. And look, I get it. I get it. You don't want to show your hand and throw it on every single down. Call If you're going to call a run... Call something that's more interesting than, oh, uh, inside run, inside give, outside give, inside give. Call a read option. Stroud has been running like a madman all game. Give him the opportunity. How do you take that ball out of his hands in that position? You do need to go, all right, yes, we can kick a 50-yard field goal. Do we want to? No. No. We want to kick a 40, yes. Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I think... Except he did throw it, although the game was tied, so he should have run it. Uh, yes, well, but also he played not to lose. Yes. Uh, anyway, CJ Stroud played... And I asked one of my Ohio State friends, shout out Will Bender if you're listening. Uh, I asked him, what is a more tolerable loss? You guys go down the field, and on fourth and like six, you throw a pick in the end zone, or you duck hook a 50-yard field goal? And he was like, the pick. Yeah. Because at least we're trying. And it didn't come down to a kicker. I hate. I yes, it's great no, when your team no. kick wins a game-winning field goal, but like I don't. No, and that watching guy, games like that that I'm not personally super vested in, I do not like when it comes down to the foot of a kicker. Completely I hated agree. seeing Ohio State lose because a kicker, you know, blew the moment. Yeah, he's probably he he makes fifty-yard field goals in his sleep, like most college kickers at Power Five conferences that are you know, Will Record. Yeah, you know, in in the playoff, right? So. Right, and we saw Will Reichard miss pressure kick. So I don't like it, but you know he it, missed a pressure kick. So, so that's this is Ryan. I guess he missed with two. Ohio he missed State and Ryan Day. Yeah. Ohio State and Ryan Day and the fans, the fans of Ohio State, were super pissed after they lost to Michigan because yes, they had left a lot on the field that year, and then they got trounced by their rival. And yes, we got to start the. But then they made the playoff through sheer luck, and I don't know. Has their tune changed? Like they came closer to doing what nobody's done in two years other than Bama and Bryce Young, and that's beating Georgia. Yeah. But my thing is that bothers me about Ohio State is so much of your identity is beating Michigan. Michigan and Ohio State need to chill. And here's what I mean. Like, I love rivalries, and I love rivalry week. And but and we talked about this, I think, before or after last pod. I'm getting really tired of that rivalry game. Yeah. Because it's the cutesy shit all the time. It's the, well, we're gonna we're not even going to use the letter M. Well, we're not even going to have red on our campus. Just go play the damn game. Just go play the game. And your upper echelon, the number one thing that needs to be the most important thing for both of those teams now is winning a national title every year. Because you have the talent and you have the coaches to do it. And you have the horses to do it. And you have the recruits to do it. 
But instead, you get so wrapped up in the daggum rivalry game that when you make the playoff, everybody just assumes you're out because your own fan base talks about how terrible you are because you couldn't beat Michigan. Who cares? You're in the playoff. Go win the game. The dumbest thing they could do any time in the next couple of years is get rid of Ryan Day, I think. I'm not saying he's in a top. There's an Ohio coach. State fan that does not listen to this podcast that I love dearly that after they lost the playoff game was still talking about the Ohio State-Michigan game. At that point, that is a wash. Oh, yeah. That game does not matter. And then the second thing they brought up was, well, at least Michigan lost their game. That's oh, that's, that's such yeah, that's pathetic. That's such stupid. That's such a stupid mentality. That's 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 a, a, a terrible brand of copium. Yes, that is that's the that's worst so brand bad. Of copium again. Just ignore. You're Ohio State. You are an Ohio State University. There's at not going to at be, that point. You are an Ohio State University. Yes, you are. You don't need to worry about quote unquote the game. A blue blood should never look over their shoulder after a loss to go. Well, at least we no never never and. To look the week before the week that. of the game and the week after that if that rivalry game is your entire identity that's great I don't want to hear Ohio State fans talk about the Michigan game or Michigan fans talking about the Ohio State game until November of next year because it's getting old it's oh getting boy. old your your pinnacle needs to be winning the national title and the reason neither of those teams can get over the hump is because the pinnacle of their seasons is beating the other guy is mm-hmm. beating Ohio State or beating Michigan all right let's go to the national championship 26-14, Georgia. Why? <laughs> I was going to say. I don't think it's going to be super high scoring. Why is Georgia about to win 31-17 is what I was going to say. <laughs> and here's why they're going to. Because they're going to let Stetson Bennett throw the ball so much in the first half that then in the second half when they take an eight-minute back-breaking drive where they run it nine times and throw it twice that are both bubble screens for six yards or a five-yard out route, and they burn the clock, right? Because I could see Georgia doing that. Okay, we've got a 14-point lead. Let's burn eight minutes off this clock now. Yes, Georgia, Kirby Smart, and everybody in that program, everybody in that coaching staff is preaching one thing this week. We don't want to get in a shootout, especially one where we're behind. They're gonna they're going to elect to receive if they win the toss. Yep. They're going to run the ball. They're going to establish their game plan, and they will because they're Georgia and they do it every game. Everybody plays their brand. That's what Bama did in their early 2010s. Everybody plays their brand of football, whether you like it or not. That's what Georgia's going to do. We don't want to get in a Michigan shootout with these guys. We don't want it. We just did that with Ohio State and needed a kicker to miss it. We should have lost that game. Yeah. We need to establish our brand, and then they're going to score. They're going to, you know, uh, put put TCU in a pressure cooker. I think they're going to do it relatively easily, too. I yep. don't think it's going to be a challenge for them. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those games where it's like, uh oh, it's seventeen fourteen at half to oh, okay, there goes there goes Georgia. Yeah. Because again, I think they are gonna let Stetson Bennett just wheel the ball. I really do. I don't think the running the ball is going to be because I think Kirby's big thing Kirby's big thing is oh well I'm not gonna do the thing they think I'm gonna do. Kirby tries to outsmart himself way too much. Does he? And I I, I don't know if he does that. I think he does. I absolutely think he does. I think you go back and watch the national title game. How many times did they let Stetson Bennett drop back to pass last year? Yeah, I mean, I, a ton, in the a ton. And then it, then it was the right thing. To and do, then it was but. the right thing to do. But again, I, I think he's going to get in his own way for a little bit. And then once it halftime hits, it's going to be okay. Never mind. Forget that. And it's going to look a little bit like the Tennessee game did. Yeah. Um. So that's that's what I think. I think I, I think if TCU wins, this is one of the. 
and because we're Alabama fans and we're sort of tainted by this, we're going to have our crimson colored glasses and it's not going to feel this way. If you were just objectively, oh, I'm an Eastern Michigan football fan, die hard, right? Just to pick a random school. You're sitting there going, this has been the best college football season since 2007. That would be what, what, well, 2007 should have ended with West Virginia winning the national championship. Uh, but instead, we had to let a two-loss LSU team do it, which is the only negative I have about that season. Yeah, don't like that a two-loss team won a BCS championship yep. game. I'm with you, uh, but yeah, I, I think I, I don't think that's going to happen. I would love it if it did. Um, I would love to see Sonny Dykes, who is coaching at Cal five years ago. Is that right? Wasn't he just at SMU? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Like, um, I, I think I think that's going to be a. Uh, I think that's going to be great if they can pull it off. Um, if they do, it's because they get turnovers they find a way yes. to punch the ball out of they get a sack on Stetson Bennett and yes and, and, and you, territory something like that you have to blitz Stetson Bennett and get home mm-hmm. if you blitz Stetson Bennett and you don't get home ask Tennessee what happens when you do that I think if TCU scores first I like their chances I don't like TCU playing from behind in this game I think if TCU wins it is going to be a 3.2.1 point win and I think if Georgia wins it's going to be 14 to 17 yeah, I've, uh, points. I'm not, sticking with. I don't know why, but I'm sticking with 26-14. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be fun. And 26 is a dumb number to put on. A I'm very picture, interested but to see. They're going to get 24 points and get a safety somewhere in there. I'm very interested to see what the ticket <laughs> split looks like. I couldn't even right? tell you. Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I I know Georgia travels really well. They do. You know that. Yeah. Uh, L.A. is really far. I, and yeah. you were in, I went to a game in San Jose. I was about to say you were in Levi Stadium when Alabama played the national title. It was a weird title. vibe for a title game. Right. It was such a weird vibe. Right. It's going to be the same in LA, but at least no, there isn't even at least. There's no I mean, yeah, at least LA as a city cares a little more about college football than San Jose because they've got UCLA and they've got USC Here's right down the road. Paxton Rimbus, a guest host from earlier this season. Um and I have, and I think you and I have talked about this. There need to be five to six places that host the national championship, period. Enough of this bidding. Enough of this, oh, well, we're going to play this in Vegas. We're going to play this at Put Levi Stadium. college Hold stadiums on. again. Hold on. You're going to love this. You get a P5 representative stadium for each year. So you get five. Uh-huh. So it's the Rose Bowl for the Pac-12. It is Lucas Oil for the Big Ten. It is the Cotton Bowl for the Big 12. It is either the Sugar Bowl or the Peach Bowl. So Atlanta or New Orleans for the Southeast. And then a fifth like flex spot, right? So you want to go play it. I don't know. Miami is always a popular one. Right. So that'd be the ACC representative, I guess. Those are the five spots that can host the national title. Those are spots we know college football fans are going to go to. Those are cities we know college football is a big deal, right? Even the Cotton Bowl, which a lot of people sort of discount, every time there's a game at the Cotton Bowl, people freak out. Mm -hmm. This is also a huge slap in the face to Glendale, Arizona, so I think if you want to throw that in there, that's why I said five or six, because Glendale always sells out too. Right. Um, And has hosted a lot of really good bowl games and national title games. Um, I think those need to be the only places that can host a national title. That's a weird platform for me to go off on but i i wanted to get your thoughts on i just think that they should be in college stadiums outside of uh maybe like the cotton bowl because but not even really the cotton bowl i haven't been long enough. i want to see a national championship in the rose bowl and and, and the fiesta bowl you know i grew up with the with the fiesta bowl with the weird logo and i loved it 
and it's synonymous now. When it was presented by Tostitos, now and it's Verbo, I think. But yeah, and it was PlayStation for a while, but now it's Verbo. Back in my day, the Cheez It Bowl was just the Cheez It Bowl, right? Um, yeah, but uh, so anyway, um, yeah, we're, ha- we're having both- them in California. I, I get the I get the urge. I get why they want to do, it, and they'll have them in Vegas because they want to spread college football to these regions of the world. Vegas doesn't care about college football. But- Vegas does not care about college football. It's the same. And as, why should they? It's the same as trying to force soccer on the United States. It's not going to happen. <sighs> Buddy. The World Cup was fun. And guess what? We'll talk about f- soccer again in four years. Some people care about it, I know. And some people in L.A. care about college football. Some people in San Jose do too. But it's just... It's not the same. Just... It's not the same. No, host it in those five or six cities and be done with it. Brock Bowers, player of the game. Uh, Best player in college football as well, by the way. I bet they'll give it to Stetson maybe yeah i bet they'll give it to stetson even if brock bowers has three touchdowns because brock bowers has carried i've thought about it a lot and i think he's the best player in college football right now Mm -hmm. i don't regardless of position i think he is every time i watch george i'm like who the hell is this guy he is so good um i know he didn't do a ton in the last game but ever like he just he does things from the tight end position I'm going to sound like a homer with my answer, but I... I mean, you're going to say Will Anderson or Bryce. I was going to say Bryce, but... I mean, Bryce is there, too, but... All right. So that was... So that's our national championship discussion. But you guys didn't talk long enough. Uh, Sorry. That's what's going to happen. I think Max Duggan's going to play pretty well. We've talked a lot longer than we planned. I don't think that Max Duggan's going to play as well as he can to beat Georgia, but I think he's going to have a decent game. I could see him having a very forgettable game. Uh, I could see that, too. Um, Okay. Uh, Not fun discussion coming up. But you texted me something after the injury the other night, and we've been talking about it mm-hmm. um, for a couple of weeks now, or not a couple of weeks, but basically the past year, especially when it comes to the NFL. And if you're a friend of the podcast, you've listened to previous years, this is usually where we would have our like sound off segment, which we haven't done this year because we're spreading positivity, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's getting really hard to love football. It is. It's hard not to get disenchanted by it, it's, especially in times like this week. You have, and I think it's hitting us a little bit harder, not because Alabama lost this year in games they shouldn't have lost, which is stressful and not fun, but whatever. You have Tua getting hurt. That was the big thing for me. And seizing on the field. That was that was the big moment for me. I was on the couch with MC at yeah. uh, my old apartment. We were just watching and just like... I wish I'd been alone watching that. I didn't like that she watched me watch that. I yeah. didn't. I mean, you have Demar Hamlin nearly dying, nearly and dying. then the NFL saying, "Okay, you've got five minutes to warm up." Yeah, which is BS. And now they're trying to say they didn't say that, which is we stupid. All, we all Come on, did. come on. And then you have oh the NFL. <laughs> uh, this is going back to Tua. Then they went. You know, he got concussed again this past week. Uh, so I'm just piling on the NFL. Um, you know, they got concussed again, which after the two his first concussion, right, because of what happened that first week in the Bills game where he stumbled up, but they let him play. He finished the game, came out the next week, seized on the field, essentially, or, or whatever they call that. Um, yep. So they put in all these. There's supposed to be a spotter. Every fencing. Game, multiple spotters. It's fencing, yes. Fencing, yeah. Fencing. And they did this whole thing with the spotters. And the only person that got taken out of the game was Teddy Bridgewater the next week. But anyway, so Tua gets concussed again, and they don't find out till Monday. So now the NFL uh, – uh, investigates the NFL and finds that the NFL did something wrong. Hmm. Or didn't do anything wrong. Sorry. The NFL investigating themselves to then come out and say, we didn't do anything wrong is not the way that should work. No. No. Just like the NFL coming out and saying, 
Oh, no, we didn't say they only had five minutes. You I don't know where they got did. this from. You absolutely do. So Joe Buck just made that up. Right. No, let's just throw Joe Buck, who handled that wonderfully, under the... We'll throw him under the Which, bus. Which, by the way, I don't like Joe Buck by no, any yeah. stretch of the imagination. He handled that perfectly. He did. So did SVP. Everybody did that night. Um, so Adam Schefter left some to be desired. I maybe yeah, but, um, but I, I, I that's it's an impossible situation. A lot of that was sports journalism at its best, which you don't see that often anymore. No, so no, it's very rare that we look and go, oh, ESPN did, actually did a good job. Yeah, um, but I, I that's an impossible situation. That's impossible TV. There's no way. There's no good way to handle that because you run out of things to talk about other than oh my god, I can't believe this just happened. I feel so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's ways people can take that angle and talk through it where it's more of therapeutic cathartic like a scott van pelt um but there's not there's just not a whole lot of things you can say that haven't already been said with that um but anyway yes football is getting so that's that's the nfl let's shift our attention to college college football is one of my favorite things on the planet you and i've been doing this podcast for nearly a decade now Mm mm-hmm And I want our listeners to know, even when we go on stretches of weeks or months or even last year, we didn't do a single pod. Brick and I talk about college football, if not six or seven times a week, Yeah, um, at least once every two or three days. Yeah. And it's never a, oh, hey, did you see this? Yeah, cool. It is a four or five, at least four or five text messages, maybe even a phone call. We went out to lunch the other day. We talked about the playoff. We talk Most about this ad nauseum. More than we talk about being with our families. Jade never watched college football before she met me. It is now one of her favorite things. She tells me things I didn't know about college football. And MC can name three football players, which is more than she can MC, ever say at any time in her life. Who dislikes <laughs> football and has told me that to my face. Mm-hmm. Went to an Alabama game with us this year. Came over and watched at least two or three Bama games this mm-hmm. year. Um... And knows how much you love college football. But even for us, there's so many things happening that are changing what it looks like that it's not like the NFL where I'm mad about it. And it's not that I'm scared about it. It's that I'm almost mourning what it used to be at a time when I was in college. Yeah. Right? Where it's, it's I was hesitant with the four-team playoff. I'll admit it. I liked it, but I wasn't sure what it was going to look like. And then the transfer portal stuff started happening, and I was like, I don't know if I love this. And then NIL started happening, and obviously in concept, it sounds great. And I think for 90% of it, it's been an awesome experience, right? Mm -hmm. The 10% that's been hairy is the Wild West, and we have no idea where it's going to head. And I think it's going to drastically change the sport if it hasn't already, which I think you could make the argument it has. And I'm just, again, I'm mourning what college football used to be. The amateurism of it, the relatability of the players and things like that is gone, which is something that I don't know if it's just I'm getting older, but when we were at Alabama, man, it it wasn't just like a, oh, cool, I'm going to college with this football player, right? It was like, oh, no, he's going through the same thing in this chemistry class that I'm going through, except four months from now, it's not going to matter for him because he's going to be playing for the Patriots, Yeah, right? And it's stuff like that that I think about, and I think that's just gone. And it's not, okay, so like on the nose, the changes are good. Yes, players should be able to transfer at least once without penalty. If if Lincoln Riley can leave in the middle of the night before the bowl game, high and dry, right right yep. at signing day, like, yep. yeah, players should be able to leave too. I am on board with it. It is the, 
where it went because the NCAA is so inept and at, at enforcing anything, coming up with laws, coming up with bylaws, any of that. And they they did they they fought against it so hard that by the time the Supreme Court overruled a lot of this, there's nothing they could do. And so like, and and I say this fully knowing that Alabama is one of the teams that's doing this, but I don't like the idea that a Drake May can through back channels be offered five million dollars by another team because they want him. Yeah. I don't like that. No, if I Drake don't May goes, yeah, you know what? I want to take my chances at Ohio State on his own and goes, I really want to I want to see what that program's about. I then he deserves the right as a man, because when you turn eighteen, you're an adult, you're a man, to do that. Yep. But I don't like that Alabama, Ohio State can can get some, you know, high school coach in the area to whisper t- into his dad's ear that uh that yeah well you know what Michigan would love to give you eight million to come play here and then he hears from somebody else you know well Alabama's up in the ante tonight I don't like that and we all know that and that's that's the disgusting part of what's happening in college football I actually don't mind the NIL stuff but I don't like the tampering I don't like any of the tampering and I I don't think anybody does but I think this is what this is the natural progression of things mm-hmm. anytime there is power given to anyone there's going to be greed associated with it right that's just how power works and we're you and i are power to the players sure absolutely the greed does not come from the players the greed again comes from institutions comes from coaches comes from ad's comes from boosters boosters are about 85 percent of the problem that say oh my gosh wouldn't it be so great if spencer rattler transferred to texas a&m yeah just naming i'm just ad-libbing here that's part of it with me the other part of it is and again this could just be i'm getting older and i'm sort of recognizing these things a little bit more um coaching hires are getting really frustrating dodgy because and we talked about hugh freeze getting hired but and I know that the, the institutions are soulless and it doesn't matter. Yeah, Auburn's as long. not the first. Auburn, we no. just hate Auburn, but they're not the first school to They're do not this. the first. And Alabama I'm, hired Mike Price once upon a time. Yes, and I'm not sitting here saying that Nick Saban's a saint. Right. I know he's not. I know he's got demons. Mike Leach, we talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. Great guy, really funny. He shoved a kid that had a concussion into a coat closet when he was at Texas Tech. Yeah. And people just forget that. Um, he, he bullied players and rest in peace. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not throwing him under a bus for any reason, but we sit here and act like these guys are angels and they're not, but then they get hired at places and we make all these excuses for them where I could just tolerate it so much more. If you just said, yeah, we hired this guy cause we needed a good football coach and we know he's got a bad pass, but we don't care. Well, this is football. This isn't just coaching. This is all over now in the NFL, not as much in college because the players aren't to the superstar level as coaches are and as they are when they get to the, but it's all over the place in the NFL. Sure. And but it's just we saw with Deshaun Watson this year. Okay, he's tech- playing garbage football right now and making two hundred thirty million, two hundred thirty-five million dollars guaranteed to do it. Yep. Uh, after, after everything the, he did, yeah, after the horrible stuff he did, Greg Hardy still played. Hugh Freeze, horrible stuff he did. Doesn't matter. DJ Durkin killed a kid. Doesn't matter. Doesn't Bobby matter. Petrino did stuff that eh, not necessarily as bad as Hugh Freeze. Still didn't do some great stuff. Not a good example. And people are like, well, but he's a good coach, and that was in his past. So here we go, mm-hmm. Jimbo is an absolute clown (laughs) he is a fraud he's a clown he's fraudulent and he's making 95 million dollars to say egregious stuff about everybody else and their mother and their father literally 
by the way. It's it's called being a hypocrite is what he's doing. And but it's not illegal to be a hypocrite. No, it's not. No, it's not. And we can still make excuses as long as you have the money. Mm-hmm. And again, I know this is probably something where I'm just getting older, so I'm recognizing this stuff now, and it's happened since I was a child. But the title of this episode is It's Getting Harder to Love Football. I still do, but Spencer you Hall... You almost feel like you have to apologize to certain people. Yes. like... I know, but it's just something I grew up with, and it's like yes. half of my relationship with my dad. Yeah, right. Like, and uh, that's not really how I feel about it. But yeah, I was quoting, I yeah, was yeah. quoting Nick Miller. Yeah, yeah, right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's uh, most of my relationship with my dad. I'm talking th- about the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I I I love college football. As long as there is college football being played, you bet your bottom dollar that we're going to have a podcast. And if we don't, you guys are going to have a heck of a heads up that it's going to be our last episode. I don't foresee that happening for a long time. You don't foresee that happening for a long time. Mm -mm. But it's getting harder to get into it and really love it. And I don't know what it is. And I don't know why this year it's hit me a little bit more. But if this podcast becomes a little bit more about us hanging out and talking about things and college football is a center of that. But then midway through the episode, we just start talking about cereal. God of war. Please don't get mad at us. And just know that we really do love this stuff. But for me, I don't know if I'm just becoming more cynical, but there's something in me that's just breaking a little bit and the magic sort of wearing off. Well, that, yeah, it's, it's that it's amateurism get, is gone. Dis- and, and, but it's, it's that it's the amateurism disappearing. It is the villains that are, that keep getting money, keep getting money uh, because people just want to win. Um, and then it's the health aspect. And I, like I said, at the beginning of this, I mean, a huge for sure. thing, we all knew that, and everybody says it sort of in passing. I don't know if people even believe it when they say, but oh, football's going to look a lot different. And some people complain that with the rule changes, this, that, and the other. But like, I think it, it, it really clicked for me watching what has to be my favorite football player ever, which is Tua, because I just got so much of a connection with him over the last, you know, his time at Alabama. And then I covered him for a while and all that. You know, I just ha- I feel a connection. And then he's on my favorite team. It's like, I love the guy. And seeing him get hurt like that, knowing that he's got a wife and kid, that's all I think about now. Yeah, as he goes, and, and, and he's got a kid, and, again, and he's got a wife, and it's sad. And then, like, you see Hamlin, and he's not the only. And football's not the only sport with injuries. No, but football's the only sport with the kind of injuries that make people kill themselves in their seventies. Yes, and we know about it, and we know that there's stuff sort of being done with it, but it's just look, it's hey, a, listen, it's hard, man. In our lifetime, hockey has had the same injury that happened to Demar Hamlin. They have had two different players get their throats slashed by an ice skate. That should have been right. DOA. Right. Right. Luckily, everybody lived. Okay. Hockey does not have this issue mm-hmm. right now where it's, oh my gosh, I don't know if we can keep playing this game because guys are going to die. And there may be a point in time where that happens, but it's not right now. People always say cheerleading has the most injuries per. That's sprained ankles. Yeah. You know, right? No, I and yeah, but it's just it's getting tough to love football, it and is. I still do. And guess what? And I will. Hey, Monday night, what are you doing for the national championship? I'm probably watching it here. Probably sitting on my couch watching it with me, and we're gonna watch every snap. And at the end of it, we're gonna go, "Oh my gosh, what a great game! Let's get on a pod and let's do it and let's talk about." And it's gonna be great, and it's gonna be fine. I might need a day once I'm mad that Georgia went back to back, but but again, yeah, it's just gonna be I, the the magic's just wearing off a little bit. Just a little bit. And I have I have friends that I like I have a good friend from high school that I talked he was the guy other than Kyle, who I still talk it's you and Kyle that I talked about football the most. But I had another friend. Um 
that even a few years ago, just he, he was a big Florida fan. Um, so he liked everything Florida, which meant essentially whatever team Percy Harvin and whatever team Tim Tebow were on, that was his NFL team at the time too. So Percy Harvin, Vikings, Seahawks, huge fans of them. And then I just was talking football with them one day. Uh, this is probably like 2014 or 15, like pretty far back. And, but before, like I felt this shift and I remember him saying, and that's the only reason I keep saying this word. I was trying to talk to him on the phone about it. He was just being real quiet. And I was like, Hmm, I just catch him on a bad day or something. And then he just went, hey, I got to be honest with you. I've just come become really disenchanted by football. Just, it just doesn't do for me what it used to. And you, you, I just don't know that we're going to have as many conversations about it. Like, I just don't think I'm going to keep keeping up with it the way yeah. I always have. And I couldn't fault him for it. Now, no. at the time, it did feel a little crazy. But, like, I get it if people don't. I no. get it when people say I like not I don't enjoy it I don't know the sport it's no I don't like it yeah my girlfriend does not like it she doesn't get it she doesn't get why people care for it I have other friends that I talk to I don't get why you like it basketball is a better sport soccer is a better sport that's wild I look that but we were that's part of our life it's where we were it raised. is it is such a massive part of my life and I will never ever ever say that I don't like it. I will not watch it. I will not be one of those people. It's our hobby. It is too ingrained in, it is legitimately in who I our am hobby. and us. And our relationship is a huge part of that. Like you said, like my relationship with my family is a huge part of college football, and I love that. I wouldn't trade that for anything. No, I, I met some new friends over the some weekend, of, and one of the conversations we had was, well, what are some weird hobbies you have? And his was awesome. He's like an e-racer, and he has this big setup. That is uh, electronic racing, yeah. not a racer like... No, no, no. E racing, like, yeah. like, like, but like, he has this big, like, room dedicated to it. And it was awesome. He was showing us the setup. But he was like, yeah, like, what's your hobby? And my, I was just like, I love college football. Keeping dude. up with football. I love college football. Like, that's what I, I say do. that to people all the time. I look, got somebody hired today at the Bulls, and they're like, tell me a little bit about yourself. I've got a wife. I've got two dogs. Uh, I've got great friends that live here. I like going on hikes. I like going out downtown. I like hanging out with my buddies. I love college football. I went to Alabama. It's just who I am. Yeah. That's just what I mention. It is a hobby, like you said. But it's also just one of those things where it's it's just it's getting hard to love football. And it's it makes us sad sometimes. Hey, uh, all right. We're coming up on 90 minutes. I want to finish this episode on a happy note, and I hope you'll help me. Tomorrow is a big yeah, let's, day. Let's do some happy stuff. Tomorrow is a big day. You want to know day why? Of the year for you. You want to know why? Jay Norwood turns 30 years old, 30. buddy. Join the club. I am so excited for tomorrow. You have no idea. Jade, I know you're not listening to this because if you do listen to Pat's Interference Pod, you listen to half the episode and you turn it off and I don't blame you. You hear me talk about college football too much. I totally understand. Uh, Jade is the best person in the world, period. I, I love her so much. I hope she has the happiest birthday anybody could possibly have we're gonna have a bunch of people over got some good surprises for her coming in um happy birthday jade happy birthday jade join the club 30 year old as as much as we are happy jovial people she is such a huge backbone to who i am oh god yes and to who you are that it's not even funny she's the heart of the group heart of the group dude heart of the group so happy birthday jade we love you Bosco loves you. Skyler loves you. Um, that's it for Pat's Interference, a college football podcast between two best friends in the whole world. I'm Patrick Norwood. He's Patrick Brickman. We didn't do that off the top, so I feel like we need to do it now. Yeah, just in case they're wondering what our names just are. Just in case they're like, wow. I've Why listened, is it called Pat's Interference? I've, I've listened Pat's. to this for 90 minutes. Is this not the Patriots podcast? Um, 
If you don't get that joke, don't worry about it. But <laughs> okay, cool. We'll talk to you like in a week or so, probably. Yes. And then, hey, we've got some fun off-season stuff coming up. Too. Yes, we do. I'm actually very excited for what we're going to do. I am too. Season. I am too. Less All right. pressure. We love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Sayonara, Sammy. Bye bye. <laughs>